way we talk Cleveland sports will never be the same. This show is so groundbreaking, we had to create this over-the-top movie trailer just to tell you about it. The biggest names in Cleveland sports. Two hours. Unscripted. Unhinged. Booyah! With two men and a lot of bull. So kick up your feet. Open a six-pack. And strap in for a f***ing great time. certainly does. And Here we I are! I don't know about any of you guys, but I have goosebumps big enough. Yeah! To get right it! Now. Let's go! Let's get it done. She's <laughs> already sweating. Hello, He's wearing good a morning jacket. And, and welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. If you haven't heard by now, but you clearly have because you're with us, this is a brand new experiment. We're relying on our viewers to keep us honest. We're going to have you dictate what we talk about. We're going to be on point. Obviously, it's a Cleveland sports show, so that is the main theme, and we've got a great show for you today. I'm Jay Crawford. I'm going to introduce our panel, which is going to change day to day. Every Monday through Friday, though, these three seats are going to be occupied by us slugs. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, formerly of 92.3, and G. Bush. What are your thoughts as we start this new venture? I am so excited that they have paid me money to be on TV. <laughs> you put makeup on today. I, I, I went to the bathroom. I, I mean, I didn't put as much makeup as these Whoa. guys. <laughs> Don't do this. You're telling everybody lies. Yes, if any, come on. If anybody did a lot of makeup, it was this man right here. He you was his nice makeup. <laughs> He's got a whole makeup case. Paste it. Listen, the whole the whole thing is right. Before we get to that, you didn't intro me right, man. Shout out to the people. It's the people's <laughs> champ. G. Bush in the building, a.k.a. the favorite, a.k.a. your mother's son that you didn't know about is in the building. You see how we getting down. Look at this. Let me show me. And it's the Guardians oh, here. Hey, Let's talk to the Guardians. making me hot. Can you take off the it? jacket? Tyvis Powell's in the building. We ready to go. Adam the Bull is in the building. Jay Crawford, let's go. Hold on. I got to give Tyvis a better introduction. I mean, so we've been rehearsing for the whole last week. Yeah. Tyvis Powell was not able to be with us because he, yes. he was becoming a father for the second time. Yes. And I'm told we have pictures of the newest addition to the Powell family. Uh, you look at this beauty. Yeah, that's her. Look, look at, at her. there. Look at that's her. That's the best thing you've done in a long time. <laughs> good thing his yeah, wife's good looking. Yes. That's, you know what? that's what I said. I said, you know what? Yeah. Every time that for the second time, yeah, I've looked at my daughter and I'm like, whoo, we ain't got to put you in sports right away. You know, if, you look, if you look like me, we got to do something to get yeah. you in sports to get a scholarship well, she, or something. She's beautiful. We want to say congratulations. congratulations. For those so that much. don't know, Tyvis was a member of the national championship Buckeye team in the middle of the last de uh, decade. Also, I believe you were the uh, Ohio State MVP, defensive yes. MVP in, in 2015. Yes. Dude could play is what we're it's, saying. It's one of those things that, you know, I don't really brag about. I do, know. though. It's what <laughs> I'll be your front it, it was. It was one of the ones that the whole defense, anybody on the defense could have won. You know, yeah. I was just happy that our team was able to get that. It went to you. You had a solid, solid season. Yes. Yes. He's also right. ready to argue about the Cavs. We did a pre-show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we yeah. were arguing about the Cavs. <laughs> I've talked these guys to my side. Jay's no, the last no, no, no. mind. You're out of your mind. We got to get to it. Who cares? about a 2025 draft I'm not pick. coming to your side. It's never going to happen on Yo, that I'll get you. Uh, just a quick yeah. rundown of what we're going to have on the show. We're going to talk a Cavs trade. I think it's a little out there. First of all, it was proposed by Bleacher Report. If these guys were any good, they wouldn't be writers. They'd be GMs. So let's start he's there. Got, he's got Listen, there. I'm just telling you, oh everybody in the media, we think we know, we don't, or we wouldn't be doing this, we'd be running teams. Nah, the right. GMs, half so, of them don't know what they're doing. Let's Trust me, yeah. those, guys, th those, guys, nah. th those guys know far more what, what they're doing than we claim to know. The media thinks. Did Freddie Kitchens know what he was doing? He's not a GM. He, he well, wasn't so the GM. We're going to role play later <laughs> yeah. in the show. If you were Roger Goodell, what would you do with this Deshaun Watson situation? That's mm. a hot one. Ooh. I really want to plug our first two guests. I think it's really appropriate. 
Obviously, Cleveland's a big Browns town. We're yes. going to talk baseball first when we get going here. But we've got as our first guest on day one, Tim Couch mm. is going to join us from his home in Lexington. Bernie Kozar is stopping by the studio. Yes. So right now, the obvious flashpoint for the Browns is the quarterback. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to two notable guys that have played that position in this town. They're going to help sort all of that out. We're also going to tell you about the college football mock draft. My buddy Todd McShay from ESPN has his first 2023 mock draft out. It's Buckeye heavy. We're going to go through that and go give Bucks. our opinions on that. And uh, as Bull said, we're also going to talk Cavs trade. I think this trade is way out there. If it happens, <laughs> Bull, it's the cov- we'll be it able gets to find the Cavs closer right to a right. title, Jay. I'm going to bring you around. Well, that's the goal. You're I'm, obsessed with a 2025 draft pick. I, Who cares? I don't know, I, Bull. I, I, might, like I might jump back with Jay. Come on. I'm going back I, with I, Jay. I, I, I had you. I had you. Let the record show the first topic ever in the history of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Your Cleveland Guardians. Mm. Guys, they're starting to put it together. Four out of five now. Yes. Of course, it was nice to have some games at home after the long mm-hmm. road trip. Yes. Now they start a, a series in Washington, which is a big deal because, or in Chicago. Chicago. With Chicago. the White Sox, because the White Sox ultimately, uh, they're the team that they're going to have And they've to gotten yes. back on track. They're yep. starting to get yeah. healthy. They're starting to get well. Let's go back to yesterday's game. It's the bottom of the eighth. Owen Miller had just hit a home run to lock it up at three when Oscar, Oscar Mercado became the hero of the day. Check it out. And there's another one. Come on. Coming around there. Here comes the big man. Here's the throw. And he's safe. Cleveland takes the lead. Mercado is the money man. I mean, that, that was a, well, it's a huge hit. And one every six months. Because Whoa. he's been, he's been <laughs> yeah. terrible. He, he, was on the, he was on the hot seat a little bit. He was ready, ready to be up out of this lineup. Well, he came through yesterday. He's such, he's such a weird study to me. His rookie season, he was such a factor. Yeah. And he's and been now, awful since. He's been awful since. Yeah. And But you still see, every once in a while, you still see flashes yes. Yes. of that guy we saw and the that, rookie year. That's what keeps you around. That you, is you what gotta keeps just you around. But you know what, flash. eventually, it's a what have you done for me lately league, <laughs> and you've got to produce, and he's well, got to start. Well, if we're doing that, then he's he's on cloud now, yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the big hits. The but big if, hits he, if he has another bad week, he's even a minor. Well, he's going to get DFA'd or something like that. Yeah. By the way, does anybody know if we've gotten the truck off Fran Mil Reyes's back yet? <laughs> I was surprised they happened? sent him around third base on that, on really that play. Yeah. Well, well, hey, listen. I think I could have gotten home faster. Hey, listen. I'm going <laughs> to just take the I'll put money on that. <laughs> as long as he hitting over the last four or five games. No, he's he, great. Listen, a 405, 1.045 yep. OPS, only 12 strikeouts. And I'm always looking at the strikeouts with him because yeah. it seems like speeds or famine with the home run strikeouts. Mm-hmm. As long as he hitting. I'll take it. He could run a, a, a 40 and five. I agree. Our, he, he is, in my view, he is the absolutely most critical player on this lineup. Yes. We know what Ramirez is going to do. Yes. If we can get Re- Fran Mil Reyes to be the guy that we've seen in the past, yeah. and the guy that everybody expects him to be, this Guardians team, in my view, can stick around yeah. and be competitive at the end of the year yep. with the White Sox and the Twins. And hopefully, if not win the division, they can be in that mix for that now three playoff spots. There's a reason, guys, why the Guardians finally got going offensively for the first time against a good team. Toronto's a really good team. They're Mm -hmm. a playoff contender. They are. I think they're going to win the American League East when it's all said and done. So that's a top team in the best division in the American League by far, right? Boston's not playing well. But Fran Meal had been off to a terrible start this yeah. year. Awful. And it's not a surprise that he gets hot coming into this Blue Jay series, and he stays hot in this Blue Jay series, and they win three out of four. Ultimately, Mercado and Miller got the big hits late. Sure. But you're right. Jose's the, a given. Guarantee he's one of the best players in baseball. Yep. Fran Meal's their second best offensive player. Right. They need him to be good. When he's hot, they got a chance, especially when some of these young guys, like Quan and Miller in particular, have played really well. Is there a management staff in baseball? Baseball that gets more out of less. I mean, we saw what the Guardians did in the offseason. Zero. They spent, yeah. you know, they spent so no money. Mailey was not a good pickup. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's not going to change anyone's life. <laughs> who is that? Uh, but, but he's the backup <laughs> catcher. <laughs> the thing of it is, the thing of it is, yeah. If you go back over the last decade, they're they the really, most. They, they've got more regular season wins than anybody else in the American League. It's amazing. And they're not spending anywhere near the money that the Yankees and the Red Sox and the White Sox and the even Rangers the Blue Jays. Even the Blue Jays spend Blue a Jays. lot. Everybody yeah. spends more than the Guardians. That's a fact. Yet somehow this front office manages to keep this team relevant. Now I know Tito has a lot to do with that. No doubt. You can give him a subpar lineup, and he's going to flirt with 500 all year. They're finally back to 500, which yes. is great. Yes. Typically, Tito's teams start slow, and then they figure it out by June 1st, and they're off and running. 
if they can have figured it out by the beginning of May, which it seems like this year, that's when they turn the corner. I mean, when you look at these results, the two one-run games are what really impressed me. All six games on the road stand, they did not score first. Their opponent scored first. Right. Four of them, they came back to win. Resilient. That shows grinding, great at-bats. Juan can be 0-2, and I have no doubt he's going to get to a full count. I, I love the fact that they're now scoring. You know, my, my main qualm with the Indians is, okay, you got Bieber, you got the good That's pitching. the first one yes. in the jar right it's, there. It, but now? Yeah, you call them Indians, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, much, we, we'll get jar, the jar. This jar is going to be crazy on top of that. Don't, don't mess me up a little bit. There we go. Guardians, <laughs> by the way, put that, right? <laughs> now, they're hitting the ball, right? Yeah. It, 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 there's two parts to, to baseball. It's called, well, it's actually three, defensive pitching and offense. And and the, and with the Guardians are, are looking around, they can't score runs. They get one run, two runs, three yeah. runs. That's I think there's, I, that's starting to change. Though. I'm about yes, to say, they turn it, in the corner. They turn in the corner, and that's what I'm, I'm really uh, happy about is the fact that now it looks like they're getting timely hits. Guys are good at bats, not going up there, striking out in four pitches, getting a good look. I think this is what the Guardians do. You think they compete do. for a wild card? Uh, they got to do something against the White Sox. For me. I talked yeah, you that's into where that I, last that, That's where I'm at, too. Yeah, yeah. How, they, how they do against the White, White Sox, Sox uh, they really gotta make a, They're going to have to make a trade at some point. They're going to have to get another bat. Sure. You know, these young guys are going to be up and down, right? Quan got off to a magnificent start, cooled off a little bit. Now he's picking it up again. Quan and Miller are really good at put. They don't have enough power, ultimately. Quan is not going to hit for a ton of power, right? A lot of these guys, they're going to need another big bat, veteran bat in the middle of the lineup. And I just have to hope because they spent no money this offseason <laughs> yeah. and no money last season that there's a little bit in the budget for a bad team that's got a good slugger that we can put in the middle of the line. I, I want to be fair, though. Yeah. We're saying that they spent no money. That's that's not completely true. That is, they extended Jose Ramirez. And yes. from, as far as I'm concerned, this Guardian season would have gone off the rails before opening day if they had traded him to say the Blue Jays sure. or the Padres. Then they're the finished. Jays so we'd be in the red But they spent no money to make this team it's better It's money, this though, year. Bull. It's dollars. Long-term money. It, but they wrote those checks. I give them credit that for counts. that. But they didn't add any talent. They added no, no talent. Not to their roster. That contract didn't year. make the team but better this year. what they did, guys, yeah. was they essentially guaranteed that they're finally going to have the first guy in maybe 60 years that was a notable star start his career and perhaps end, end his career in a Cleveland uniform. That right. hasn't happened, that, guys, that in forever. the modern era of no. baseball. It's a new day in Cleveland, in my lifetime. Sure. I, I remember I, just a few weeks ago, C.C. Sabathia is back in town. He's, he's talking about, uh, you know, his, his time and going off with New York. And I'm just sitting there thinking about the list of names, what really started to hit me. You have CC, and then you have the Cliff Lees and the Victor Martinez. Well, oh, before that, Bell, Bell Ramirez, all the guys from the nineties, Lofton, they all came and went. Really and now and, you get a guy like and Lindor and Brantley more more recently. Sure. And Bull said something that hit me. He said Jose Ramirez is the most decorated player in Cleveland right now. There's He's no the doubt. Most out of all of the sports. Most accomplished yeah, most guy. Accomplished. Most accomplished yeah. guy. Yeah. And, I, and, and I had to sit back and think about that. And I said, man, this guy is really a really good ball player. And he's borderline, if he can continue to keep playing, he's borderline a Hall of Fame type guy. Yeah, if he shot. keeps doing what he's doing, he yeah, is he's a Hall of Fame. I, I think be. he is a Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, yes. what we've seen from him so far, what we don't know is how long can he continue to do it. But if he, if his career arc continues where it is, he's going to Cooperstown. He's got a good shot. And, and what I, I have to applaud the Dolans and the Guardians ownership group because they do have a new owner that's coming on. And by the time he gets well, here, better, he'll be paying for a lot of those dollars on yeah. the contract. Mm -hmm. But what's critical to me is, guys, if he wasn't re-signed and he's in a Blue Jays uniform, had he come to town this past weekend as a member of the Blue Jays, I shudder to think what this team would be without him, both on the field and at the turnstile, their attendance this year would have been it's as already horrible. Bad. It's already bad. Yeah, right. You take Jose Ramirez out of this lineup. Yeah, yeah. But you know what he's done by signing this contract extension, guys? This is the second team-friendly deal he signed. Yep. If he were to hit the open market, Jose Ramirez, that's $20 million a year. That's what he'll average for his extension moving out. He's, yeah. He still has 25 left on these two years. Right. So if you add it all up, it's it's more than 20 million a year. But guys, this is a 30 million dollar a year player. That's just a, easy. The Easily. Blue Jays were yeah. instantly going to trade and re-sign him to that kind of a deal. So were the Padres. He he's he gave the city and the fan base a huge break by taking the hometown discount. He came out and said, "I want to play here." But I was stunned recently when I read comments from his agent mm. 
he, his agent actually went public with the fact that this essentially was a bad deal. And all of the advice they were getting was for him not to sign it. Rafa Nieves said, I tried to talk him out of it. Everyone tried to talk him out of it. Is he underappreciated by the Cleveland fan base considering that he decided to come here at about a $10 million a year loss? Imagine that, guys. I, I think Guardians fans Cleveland. understand how good he is. Yes. I think the casual fan, maybe not. Uh, Jay, his agent, if I were Jose Ramirez, I'd fire my agent right now. Yeah. I would immediately fire him. For him to that? make that comment is absurd. Listen, I've said it a million times. If, if Francisco Lindor wants to get $300 million, $350 million, if he wants every last dollar, I got no beef with him. I don't either. You want every last dollar? Yeah. But if a player says, you know, does it matter in the end if I get $150 or $200 million? I'm comfortable in Cleveland. I'm happy here. Why am I going to rip a guy? Just like I'm not going to rip a guy for taking every last dollar, I'm not going to rip a guy who says my happiness well, and my color is well, more important. Well, well, I have more do respect you, for a guy doing that. No, I'm about to say, definitely you, got respect. You, do you think it was more of a situation where he was saying, look, man, I know the value in Jose Ramirez. He gave you a discount. He's not saying that, you no, know, I, I was trying to hate on the move. He's saying, look, I'm, my job is to get you the last. But everybody knows that, G. Yeah, everybody knows yeah, he could have gotten more. To, to, to G didn't point, need to say to it. point, here's what Rafa he was doing. He comes off insecure. Right. What Rafa was doing was, for anybody that wasn't inside baseball that knew how this deal went down, <laughs> yeah. he's protecting his reputation as an agent. Jay, everybody in the game knows it, though. Everybody in the game, the game they knows do. it. The, the, the diehard seam heads know that. But, Bull, I'm, I'll tell you, yeah. I, I've dealt with agents long enough to know they've got two masters they're serving. First and, for, nope. first and foremost, the player. They have to make sure the player is happy. They have to make sure that he's got the deal that's best for him. And that doesn't always mean that the, the deal that has the most zeros at the end of it. But he also has to make sure for his own preservation that yeah, if he I mean, wants to continue to get clients, he has to put out there loud and clear hey, you know first this, this wasn't me man that, this you, was you, this was man, this this was jose being jose and you know by working with agents yes. they they have other people around the league yeah when you pick an agent don't you look at wow he got him a check. absolutely he got him a that's the number one thing i'm gonna look at first of all but you know our agents always going to try to get you the most the best deal that's going to get the most money because they're getting a percentage of that so of course they're going they want you to take the most money so they can get their little three percent but if you if you're in a place where you're happy, like you can't put a price on peace. Don't of mind. mess with happy. Right. You cannot don't put a price on peace of mind. If I like it here and I want to be here, then that's where I'm going to be. It don't matter about the money. I mean, I, I need to save some money because obviously we need to make some more moves. I think he did the Guardians a, a huge service by being leaving them money so they can make moves. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, he said more money life. It's not like he's, you know, hurting for money. No, that's the he thing. He could have like, gotten a lot more. I get it. We all get that. But everybody knows that. Bull, the agent is out of line. You know what? I To, to your point, <laughs> you want the if he were my agent, I fired you my, I'd like my agent sucked. I fired him. I got rid of him. I would like to know this. I would like to know if before Rafa went public with that statement, yeah. did, did he tell Jose he would, was going to do it? That's a great Because otherwise, Ramirez is blindsided right. by this and said, bro, you're making me look like I can't count. Right. You're making me look then I dumb. Would, I would fire him if that's so the case. I don't right. I would I would think that they have the kind of relationship Man, probably where Jose probably was where here's what I love most about Jose Ramirez aside from the fact that he's going to give you hundred and ten percent of his energy on every play yes. not just every game every play his signature move is his batting helmet flying off because he's trying so hard <laughs> that's right so when you look at what this guy has done for the city of Cleveland he's the only guy left from the 16 roster that mm -hmm. was a few outs from winning a, a World Series. When you look at what he's done for the city of Cleveland, it makes me sad that he doesn't have tremendous English speaking skills because if the market could connect with him, mm -hmm. he would be, he could have all time great status here in the city because of what he did. He, what does 350 million buy you that 240 million can nothing no so at nothing. some point no. I, I, yeah, he'd I think, be on more billboards and sure. whatever he's yeah, but, decided but, but he's Bull, decided that's not important to him. do you need three private jets or will two do no no what i'm you saying what I mean? <laughs> jose but you're talking about he could make more money and do all this stuff he could he ultimately he's comfortable with who he is he can speak english he's not com as comfortable speaking english in public that's just who he is and he's comfortable with himself that's why he's such a great superstar yeah. guys because he's a superstar 
star player who doesn't be, and, behave like a superstar. And he had an opportunity to do that when Francisco Lindor was here. He knew Francisco was getting 300, whatever yeah. crazy. He also knew that Francisco yeah. was going to chase and, the money. And he yeah. was going to chase the dime and, and, and the nickels. But I like the fact that the Guardians, I think the Guardians said, look, when Frankie left and the pandemic hit, I think they made a conscious decision to say, look, we're going to pay this guy. Because he's the last remnant, and I think to. I think after the pandemic, they they thought we we got to at least have one guy that we can hang our hat. Don't give him too much credit. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with Paul. They got lucky that he took less. They, they are they, pay they, him more. they should be on their knees yes. saying <laughs> prayers every night. Thank you that Jose Paul. is so greedy. They would have had to give him some money. Period. Like, they yeah, would never have paid him the, the Lindor amount. To, but you know what would have happened ultimately? Rafa would have made this deal. He would have said to the Padres, "Are you cool with the sign and trade?" Because the Indians do want parts that will make them better in the future. Yeah, they would have worked out the sign and trade even before the deal was made. Okay, so Rafa would have had a deal, a piece of paper ready for Jose to sign that would have said five years additional plus the two that are already going that they have to inherit from the from the Guardians. Five additional years at $175 million because I believe he could have got that much. He could have got over $30 million a year. And at that point... The Guardians and Dolan, I, I don't even look. I, I would shudder to think what this team would be. T- right now, they're fourteen and fourteen. They're five hundred. But now they're they got to take advantage of it, Jay. You they got to spend Jay some Ram money on other team. players. I know I they do, that. but they can. Right? They can though because they didn't. Yes. Like I, I told anybody that would listen. You signed Frankie Lindor to a thirty-five million dollar deal. Kiss your relevancy goodbye. This market can't support a player like that with that kind of a salary. If you don't believe me, go look and see what Detroit became after they gave Miggy that kind of money. They've been irrelevant. Well, for the they last had a much years. higher payroll. <laughs> they did, though. but when they gave Miggy that money, it was so long term in the future. Miggy already had a bad back at that point. Yeah, well, and they're giving him thirty-five million dollars a year forever. They're still these teams can a spend though. Feeder because of that. Yeah, but these teams can spend. They not, play not games. the Guardians. The they Guardians can spend can. a lot. They, they can have one hundred and fifty million dollars. Of payroll. course they could. They've they've done it, and when they did, they were relevant. But what I'm saying is, had had J Ram not given them the team discount. It made it easier for them. It but did. now you do something. It made with life it. bearable. That's yes. what I'm saying. It, it, it's only a positive if the if the Guardians choose to do something that's with right. it. You got a guy that's selfless like that, that puts right. the team before you have to take advantage of this and get him some help. If Agreed. you don't get him no help, it was pointless. I wanna I wanna um, move it along to our next topic. Uh, one of the things you're gonna see on this show is our producer. Um, smart guy. Young guy, super, super aggressive when it comes to the business. Single, and he's single. He's single, ladies. Hey. Uh, producer Mike Mass. is going he's gonna, he's gonna read the top five for us. This, this is his top five. First of all, let's say hi to Mike. Up, Can Mike? we take Mike's camera? Big Mike. Mike, how you doing, brother? Welcome to Cleveland. Um, can you guys hear me? Well, we can it looks hear like Mike's in jail. In Let's go. <laughs> and we're getting a background like behind us. Yeah, it's coming. In a few days. And he it's definitely coming. looks like the white collar criminal. Like He, he didn't <laughs> do right. anything really that hardcore. So tell us how this top five list works. Right. How, how do we do this every day? Yeah, so every day we're going to do a top five list. Five random topics. Sometimes sports, sometimes non-sports. All right. And we want you guys to give us your feedback. We'll post it on social media. If you agree with us, if you hate us, let us know but you have to have some sort of opinion on the top five. All right, go ahead. What is, what's the topic today? Top five ballpark foods today, inspired oh. by my trip to Progressive ballpark Field yesterday. Ballpark foods today. <laughs> today. Like as, as in today in, in the 21st or 22nd century, right? Yes. What century? Okay. Oh, Number wow. five is nachos. Easy. I have that higher on my list. I got that higher on my I list. I think everybody well. agrees you can't go wrong with nachos. Boo, you're shaking your head. I, all depends oh, on no. the I can't believe you said I'm that. very neat, man. <laughs> I love my food. I can eat. But nachos, a little too messy. All right. What's number four? Yeah. I, I, can, I would have nachos higher. Listen, nachos list. is good. All right. Hot dogs are better. You can't go to a ball I don't game eat and snouts and hoops. Snouts and hoops are not in my top five. I might have to agree they with that. they got to be all Jay and I are actually on the same page on this. I'm not a hot dog guy. What? I'm anti-hot dog. Are you? That's probably one on my list. I'd rather have a sausage I got to have it. Really? I got to have it. How are you gonna be a purist? I'm not a purist. Baseball purist, and y'all don't I'm know. I'm new school, dogs? man. Bro, do you ever see hot dogs made? Hey, listen, we don't need to know how they made. Uh, let me guess. <laughs> I'll admit just, that's not the reason I don't eat it. I just you a peanut they guy? Just don't do, no, I'm anti peanuts too. Bull likes nothing. Pop, what, what, what the heck popcorn, do you get? Yeah, popcorn. I, I, I'm, I'm, you're wrong on that. But snouts and hooves <laughs> all ground up and put into a sick skin and put on a bun. Have you ever had cow tongue? You're like, whoa. No, and I I've never had will. Cow tongue. They've been watching way too many documentaries. Yeah, you need to. All right, what's number three? What's number three? Give us number three. Number three, 
not just ice cream, but ice cream specifically in a souvenir helmet. Okay, I'm with Can't that. Can't beat it. Yeah, I'm with that. I love that, ice cream. That should be lower on that's the list. Five, that's five right yeah. here. This love ice cream. Way, but here's three. the thing with ice cream. You got to eat it right away. You can't wait till you get back. You see it's going to be melted. So it'll be gone. You'll drink it. I can't it. have ice You'll cream soup. It. You hey, can't bro. have nothing. Hey, hey, you can't be No, sick. I want ice cream. Hey. I love it. Okay. But I can't wait. I got to eat it right away. If me and you go to the game, both of us can't be just sitting next to each other eating no ice cream. No. I want to see you two. That's what I want to see. I want to see you two eating ice cream out of the hat. No, 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 I don't see either of you guys no, doing we, that. No, it's not at all. Too Can't cool for that. All okay, right. number two. Number two, this is tough. Top two, easy for me, but number two, a soft pretzel. I, I respect that. It's got to have melted cheese I on it. I respect that. If it's got cheese on it, I'm in. I'm in for the plain pretzel. Really? Really? It, it, you gotta have a lot of salt, though. Two seeds. But listen, I don't know. No, you can have the cheese. I don't know who you're trying to fool. You can have the cheese, but he said no. No, I I want Listen, cheese. I want mine smothered. You, I don't eat. You, you I don't like cheese on a pretzel. You shooting down every food up here. <laughs> no, not the ice cream. That's the most calorie. <laughs> you know, you know, bulls listers. Bulls listers. Pizza. F5, pizza no, I don't need pizza in a ballpark. Are you nuts? Pizza at two. <laughs> no. Pizza at one. No pizza. <laughs> it's not at the ballpark. All right, I'm dying to see what you All have. Right. Number one, it better not be pizza. I love pretzels. No, number one, chicken fingers and fries. It's no. mobile. You can move it from no. seat to seat. No. That's that, that, is, It's the undefeated, is this, undisputed no. number one. Bro, is this, is this your list? They, this is this is wrong. Chicken finger. No. What are you thirteen? You need to go out with chicken me. Chicken finger. That's what my son eats. And I'm pretty sure they cook them at the at the stadium. I think they cook them in a microwave. <laughs> and the fries suck. They're always cold. They're right. Oh, yeah. Chicken finger. They're mobile. You can move from seat to seat. You don't Everything's spill mobile. It. But they taste like all of that was mobile. Everything's mobile. Wow. They're not messy. It's easy to keep it contained. They are messy. Okay. Let's just go around the horn and find out what everyone's number one is. What do you have? Mine is the pretzel. I love a hot pretzel. I can eat like 14 hot pretzels. Hot dog. Hot dog number one. It's got to be. Popcorn, man. Popcorn? That's the movie. Popcorn. G Bush is wrong. Dude, it's peanuts and cracker jacks on the song. Cracker jacks suck. They do, but the song is peanuts and cracker jacks. Popcorns are for movies. And then it's hot pretzel game. Hot pretzel, Y'all got uh, regular food on there. They're like spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I would eat spaghetti and meatballs if they had from, it. From, from I'm not kidding you. And I don't care if I get it all over the front of me. Yeah, but you're skinny. Gene Bush and I will have the spaghetti and meatballs all over our shirt. I'm going nachos is my right. number one. I just hit my hey, we're going to post this on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys agree, Chicken this fingers agree, let us know. Fries, this is what we want. That's Chicken fingers right. and fries. That's why like they have. Roll. That's why they have dollar dog nights. Because yeah. the hot dog. I prefer is like a sausage a to a dog at the ballpark. Nice. I like a sausage. Hi, I got that. a rule. I got a rule. Anything that can be sold at a profit for a dollar, I'm not eating. That's a fair point. <laughs> I'm not eating. Well, because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what went in it. <laughs> that's like eight cents worth of meat. I don't there. need pig eyeballs ground up and put into a sandwich. <laughs> so I'm not anti-pig eyeballs. That's, you don't. You're not supposed to really know what it you is. You don't want to think I, about but it. I do. If you think and about everything it. you eat, you will eat just salad. Yeah, you're right. Like, no, you know what, bro? Jay's got a celery and peanut butter. Look at this. Look at this. Every day, celery and peanut butter. I love it. Try it, man. It's Tom, right in between Tom meals. Tom Brady would be proud. Yeah. I know he would. I know <laughs> it's sugar, not peanut hey, butter. Bro, you can't tell I'm I the eat a lot of celery. Here. I'm the yeah, oldest one that's here. That's true. So I'm going to tell you this. The older you get, the more it will stick to your ribs if you just look at it. Okay? Oh, I know that. Well, but you're a young man yet. You're a young man yet. <laughs> no, no, Wait till up. you get older. The yeah, metabolism slows down. It gets worse. You know, it's I'm, like a snowball rolling down the mountain. The more it rolls, the more snow it picks up and the bigger it gets. I, I was like, skinny as a rail when I was 40. Now, it's all I'm, gone to hell. <laughs> I feel like that with having kids. Ever since I had my kids, I can't, like lose, the, the, I can't lose weight. The, does your it's wife tough. hold you to an unrealistic standard? No, she, she wants the, uh, want the old, old state. No, now. that's me. I want the old state. She's like, yeah. Tyrus, I want you to I want you to get a little gut. Oh, she wants that man And belly. I'm just like, no. Oh, like, I'll teach you. I'll got, teach you how to get the No, man I'm belly. cool. I got, two, I got two daughters. I got to be ready. Like, yeah, you do. You have to be ready. That's true. You're going to have to beat up all the guys Yes, and it, trust me, there'll be a long line of them that come yes, to the store. Right. I've seen pictures of your baby girls. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go right into your wheelhouse. I want to talk Ohio State Buckeyes, really college football. One of the things that we most love about college football, once the season ends, there's so much that we get to pay attention to. First of all, the draft is so fun. Yes. But it doesn't take long for the draft to end before you already have guys putting out mock drafts. Mm -hmm. And uh, my buddy from ESPN, Todd McShay, who I think does a great job with the mocks, He's told me many times off the record he hates doing them. It's a crapshoot. Might as well throw darts. You don't know what what's going to happen. Right. And ultimately, <laughs> next next April, guys are going to go back and say, yo, you had Will Anderson being the third pick, man. You know, whatever. He's going to have hits and misses. 
But here's his top five. And what really got me, guys, was CJ going number one yes. to the Houston Texans. And then the guy that won last year's Heisman Trophy is below him, Bryce Young. Then you got Will Anderson. I think defensive ends always a position that yeah. teams love to go up and draft someone high there. And Smith and Jigwa guys is number four. So you've got two Buckeyes in the top five. And then Jalen Carter, of course, who is ready for the league right now, in my view, but could be a star Jay, right now. Jay, let me ask Ty number this. Five. Are we finally going to end? Like, we know Buckeyes dominate the NFL. Yes. But the one position. Quarterback. Is quarterback. Yeah. Never, you've never had any success at that position in the NFL to this point. This is that going to finally end with Stroud? It should end with Fields. If, if the Chicago Bears would do They're right exactly. by They're him, screwing him and get him an offensive line and get him some wide receivers, he's a great quarterback. I mean, he went out there last season and made a dollar out of 15 cents a lot of times. He did. So I don't know why they're not, you know, getting him help there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he does need a lot of help. What do you guys make of that list, though? Do you think – is everybody here in agreement that CJ is going to be the number one overall pick? I mean, it's hard to say it's for sure this say. early. No, it ain't. You think – You got him. You're it, completely convinced. Yeah. Listen – See, last year, see, that was CJ's first season starting as a quarterback. Right. I mean, yeah. think about it. Since high school, it looked like right. it was ten. And he came in there at the beginning of the season. It was rough. You know, yeah. he had a little rough patch, but every quarterback does. It was points where Ohio State, the fans was like, get him out of there. Get the next guy in there. He, he, he blocked out the noise and came out there and, and had this Heisman season. Well, he didn't win it, but he was down in New York for it. That's the crazy part about it. This year, there was there was no quarterbacks taken in the first round. So you know one, what that means. One, 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 yeah, right? one. The kid um, from Pitt. But guess what that means? They got six, up to six that could be drafted in the first round. I think Stroud or Bryce Young will be the number one overall pick. Here's the problem. When you look at the Ohio State offense, are they going to be a, a running team? They need, to, they, they, they need to go back they to balance. balance. Because to me, they had three to one of the, the top receivers in the game last year. But they didn't win. They didn't win a game that counted against Michigan, and they lost that game because they got lost up front, and they weren't able to run the ball and do what they needed to do. Well, I think they, I think if they can get back to that and mix it up a little bit. Well, let me help you out. I think they. I so think let me help you out. You are 100 correct. That's why they made some coaching changes. They got a new offensive line coach in there. At the, if you would, if you looked at the offensive line last year, they had essentially four tackles. On yep. the offensive line, you know their guards were actually they, they still couldn't stop Michigan's right. pass rush. Right. So now they moved the. They actually got real guards in there again, and they mm. moved the people back to tackle. So it should be a traditional offensive line. The run game should open up, and Travion Henderson should be one of those guys. As a matter of fact, I think he's the biggest threat to C.J. Stroud. Dude, I think you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say yeah. both those guys are going to be in New York for the high school yeah. ceremony. Yeah. And, and think about how hard that would be to do for right. a running back to compile the kind of numbers that would be necessary for him to get to New York yeah. and for a quarterback to do it in the same offense. I think they're going to do it. Well, because they, I mean, they should dominate. They're going to be a pinball machine the Big on Ten. offense. Yeah. They, they, they have the whole offense back. The I Big mean, Ten. I know they, they lost great receivers. Kill Michigan this year, right? I think oh, they, be the, listen, I think he's going for 100. I know Ryan, I know Ryan Day. He's yeah. a competitor. Fierce yeah. competitor. That, that team up he's north game, he's pissed. He's, he's coming for 100 this year. Let's compare some numbers here because when you look at Stroud's season last year, he had a tremendous season. But he's also got to beat out, if he's going to be the number one draft pick and win the Heisman, he's got to beat out the guy that won it last year. Mm -hmm. And Bryce Young's stat, when you just look at the numbers, as impressive as CJ's numbers are, Bryce did it too. He did it for he did it for three more games. He put up more numbers, obviously, in all the categories. His QBR was slightly below it. But I, I always come back to this. When I'm trying to handicap the Heisman pick, when there is a returning player that won it the year before, there's a reason Arch is the only guy in the one-man right. club. Yeah. People want to vote for somebody well, else. They want to vote for somebody yeah. else. They like the fact that it's only been done once. But also, there's so much media attention mm -hmm. on the person that won it and it's coming back. And not right. just media attention, pressure. Yeah. So I think it's going to be super hard for Young to repeat the kind of season that he had. Yeah. I think for CJ, I think he's going to have a better season. I think both of them kind of in the same boat. You know, they both lost their receivers. You they mean, did. Young lost Mitchell and Ohio James. State's covered isn't fair though. That, <laughs> listen, he got CJ got Jackson Smith and Jigma. He's going to do his thing for sure. But he and it looks like Harrison Jr. is going to be his hundred eight book it. He's yeah. getting how eight, much I how much longer guys can the Buckeyes keep Brian Hartline? Listen, he'll be. I think he's going to be a head coach within. He'll be there this That's year. That's going to be tough. But you after see, this year, you see, they had to pay uh, uh, Coach Hartline a lot of money just yeah. to keep because I'm sure he's a well, hot listen, commodity. And they oh, were yeah. able to do that, but eventually there's going to be another Big Ten program. Right. There's going to be an SEC program. Somebody's going to come along and look at what he's done with receivers. 
and they're going to say, look, we're going to entrust this guy to our offense. And I don't think he's going to make the jump from wide receiver coach to offensive coordinator. I think he's going right to the captain's seat yeah. from where really? he is now. I do because mm. I think he's you, yeah. I tell you what, he's a, he's a nice when they, guy. When they he's, find, really he's a smart guy. He's yes. a super nice guy. But he's proven that he can take, obviously, A-plus talent because yeah. Ohio State isn't bringing any schlubs in as, at, at receiver. But a lot of schools do. I mean, but think but about his it. just keep hitting and hitting yep. and hitting think, and hitting. Think about it. Though. What gives him so much success is that Chris Olave was a three-star. Yeah, and when I know they, he was. And did you know how right. they got Chris Olave? They went to go scout the quarterback, yeah. and they ended up seeing Chris Olave. Who's that guy? And they was like, yeah. let's He's, get that guy. He and, and he ends up having breaking the receiving touchdown record um, at Ohio State. We're going to go to break because when we come back on the other side, we're going to have Tim Couch with us, and we're going to take a hard right turn to the Browns. But I want to put a bow on this segment by asking you guys this. I know it's hard to say who's going to be the final four teams in college football. Yeah. Do the Buckeyes play for – and do they win the upcoming national championship? Because a lot of folks have them at preseason number one. Bull, you start. I say they get to the final four, but don't win the championship. That's okay. A, that's a hater response. All right. <laughs> They're going to win it. They're going to get there and win it. Some would say that's a homer response. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so from hater to homer, break the tie. I, I, I think they get there. I actually think they win it. That's only if they run the ball and Travion Henderson. I'm talking about, G. No, you know what? So I'm going to explain that pick for, for real quick with mine because I'm going to say they get there and lose. Here's what I've done as a Cleveland slash Ohio sports fan. I lower my expectations. I, I lower my expectations. That way I'm ready for it if they lose, and if they win, I'm presently surprised. If during the course of my lifetime, I had bet $1,000 on my teams, the Browns, the Indians, the Cavs, and the Buckeyes, when they've played in the biggest, most meaningful games, I'd be a multimillionaire because my teams have all lost on the big stage. Only the Buckeyes Buckeyes have given me in my lifetime two (laughs) national championships, and the Cavs just gave me a national championship yep. in 2016. Other than that, it's a whole lot of zeros Browns and a whole lot of tears. Browns have a lot of big games. No, they haven't, but even in the AFC yeah. championship games, right. I'm older than you. I sat there and ripped my Bernie Kosar poster off the wall with tears in my eyes after the fumble and the drive, and I've lived them all, and my teams always lose big games. So what I've done is I tell myself, yeah, they're going to lose. That way when they win, I'm super excited. We're taking a break. When we come back on the other side, we're thrilled to be joined by former Browns quarterback Tim Couch. Also, we're going to have a little role-playing, guys. You're the commissioner of the NFL, and you have to make a ruling now based on what we know in the public domain on what happened between Deshaun Watson and the 22 women. What penalty are you serving up? That's coming up in Tim Couch when we come right back. Stay with us. Show. Just a couple of quick comments from the first segment. Um, they're killing producer Mike on his uh, chicken fingers. Deservedly so. As they should. Good. A, couple, a couple other yeah. things that our, our viewers are fascinated about. They like my um, ankles, my sexy ankles. They're fascinated that I the guys on the wings on. do not have socks. So, no. I have socks. They're we, just really short. You have the no-shows. You want to see my legs? See, but see, the guys uh, with the shoe uh, game uh, in the middle. You know, you know, just... It's something light. It's you're, a light day. It's go. light. They want to. They want to kill him on the first day. No, you know, no, those just, are hot. <laughs> These guys called each other before no. the show. To- <laughs> Hey, pick which shoes those are fire. Bro- brothers got ESP. I, 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 I no communication. Knew. You just I, knew. Just knew. <laughs> My favorite part was so Tyvis came in wearing his kicks. How important are shoes to G Bush? We're all sitting down. We're all ready to go. About five minutes to air. He breaks out the brand new pristine box with the tissue Boys, paper still in it. The ground. Guys, for oh. day one, I'm going brand new Jordans. <laughs> I knew he was coming. Out. I knew he was coming with it. I said, no, no, no. Yeah, but I loved how you, I loved how you waited till the Listen, very last. He, he, he won up me on this one. I got him the next you time. You guys can't top my grandpa sneakers now. That's, Those take are mall walkers. What do you got? The New Balance? Very comfortable. Those yes. are the old man mall walking shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's that, what I wear them for. I got my orthotics. I'm ready to go. They're the same price as Jordans. All right, I am thrilled to be able to announce that the first guest on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is someone who's very near and dear to my heart. I'm going to tell you guys something that you did not know about me. In my first job, small market in eastern Kentucky, I had never been there. One of the athletes that I covered during my time there was a standout eighth grader who was so good at basketball, he didn't just start on his varsity team, he dominated on his varsity team. Later in life, I loved him because he became the Cleveland Browns number one overall first pick after we came back. And then I was lucky enough for a couple of years before I signed at Channel 3 here to do the preseason games 
with our next guest when they were uh, when, when the games are over on Channel 5 and they didn't want me to be a part of them anymore when I came to Channel 3, so I, ha I had to say goodbye. But I had a great time working with him. Tim Couch, welcome, my friend, to Tim, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I, I come from the 8th grade, bro. I knew before anybody <laughs> you were. <laughs> Man, that's going way back, isn't it? The way back machine. It's good to see you guys, dude. Yeah. It's great to see you again, and we're gonna have fun. Wait, Jay, we're gonna hold get on to all second. kinds of topics. Go ahead. Uh, hold on a second. I'm getting word from Schefter. There's a report that Tim Couch is coming back to the NFL as a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> as a line, I look at the size of this guy. Oh no, you can't even tell right here. I got yeah, a lot of free true. time to work out. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, is there any way I could get with you and get on your workout plan? I, I, listen, I got yeah, two yeah, daughters now. Man. Uh, you're looking good too. Man. Hey, you, you, I need to get on your plan. <laughs> hey, Tim do lifts that that you don't do no more. He be doing deadlifts. Oh, that's the one. Hey, when, when we were doing the Browns yeah. preseason games, we'd go over to camp, and the players would look at Tim and be like, "Bro, you are yoked, man. I yeah. know. Like, I gotta work harder. We got a helmet for you if yeah. you want to go. Uh, you've done a great job uh, keep, keeping um, not just fit, but uh, like the dude could be on Fitness Magazine if he wanted to. All right, um, I'm gonna start. We're gonna circle back. We're gonna have a lot of fun as we go on, but I want to start with really the hot button issue for all. Browns fans Tim so the Browns knew what they had with Baker Mayfield they were a play playoff team uh, in in 2020 but now they, they've gone out and they've they've really broken up the model with uh, Deshaun Watson where are you on the Browns decision to move on from Baker after a year in which he was injured and we really didn't know where he was to go full in on Deshaun Watson and give him the richest contract in NFL history, and it's all guaranteed, something that was unheard of before that, that deal was done. Right. You know, Jay, I'm a little torn on it, to be honest. You know, I, um, I obviously probably a little partial to Baker because I felt like I've walked exactly in his shoes being the number one pick of, of that franchise and, you know, getting there. When I got there, we were the expansion team. When Baker got there, they hadn't won a game the year before. So I understand what he was walking into. And I was able to take the Browns to the playoffs the last time that they went before Baker took them a year ago. So I fully understand what he's going through and playing through the injuries. I did that as well. Uh, you know, it was extremely hurt last year and tried to tough it out. And I think that backfired on him uh, because his play suffered, you know, and I think that they tried to, you know, decided to go in another direction uh, because of that. But, uh, okay, you know, listen, I, I was Tim, a Baker. Hold on, fan. I'm going to interrupt you one for one second. You're being too nice. You're the general manager of the Browns. And, and the, the conversation in the room is, are we in with Baker or are we moving on? We're out. What are you saying? You know, I, I would be in with Baker for another year. I think that, uh, you know, I think give him a chance to get healthy would be my would be my thing. Let's see what I'm he can do you. fully healthy because the last time he was fully healthy, the guy was an excellent football player. He took his team to the playoffs. He won a game on the road in Pittsburgh. I think he had the team heading in the right direction. And from where they were when he got there to where they were, um, you know, up until last year, you know, I think that he was doing a good job and had the team on the right track. So I, I would have personally stick with, uh, stuck with Baker for another year to see, um, you know, what he do when he when he's fully healthy. But, but Tim, the reality is that in this NFL, even more like even when you were playing, the quarterback became more important than in the 80s. And as but now, I don't think you can even win with an average quarterback. And to me, that's what Baker is. He's an average quarterback. I've got stud quarterbacks all over the AFC, including this division where I got to deal with Lamar Jackson, I got to deal with Joe Burrow. There's been a lot of guys that have won playoff games. Maybe not in Cleveland. Uh, Tim mm -hmm. Tebow won a playoff game, for, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, you know, so so if, if I don't need a great – I need a great quarterback to win it all in this AFC. Deshaun Watson's great. Baker Mayfield is average, in my opinion, Tim. What say you? Well, I think Sean's a heck of a player. There's no question. Last time we saw him on the field, the guy, you know, way through for almost 5,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns. Um, so there's no question he's a good player. Uh, you know, I think Baker is above average. I think he's a better than average player when he's healthy, you know, especially with, you know, the weapons they had around him, that running game, uh, the offensive line. I think, you know, Baker could really excel when, when healthy, but I think Deshaun can too. You know, I think it's just, uh, you know, he, he fits the system well, you know, with uh, Stefanski's uh, system where they want to get him on the move. Uh, use his legs, uh, you know, a lot of play action, taking shots down the field. Deshaun can certainly do that and excel at that. You know, just uh, you, you got to hope he's going to be able to get on the field. You know, we don't know what's going to happen uh, with the suspension you know, to start the season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Tim, I, there's an article that came out a little bit earlier about Baker Mayfield uh, and, and his team feels like they, they were kind of sabotaged a little bit. They, they felt like they didn't keep him upright and the game plan wasn't really 
um, something that they should have been running, especially when you got a, 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 a TJ Watt especially going against Pittsburgh. Going back to your time, uh, were there ever some times where, where when you play, because you got hit a lot. I mean, you got beat mm -hmm. up a lot. Were there some times you looked up and said, man, I, I wish we could have did something a little better to keep me protected? Can you block? Can, can you can you see where Baker's coming from in that, in that situation? Or on the other hand of the, the spectrum, it's like, hey, maybe it's just our team isn't that good yet. You know, I think there's always some things you can do schematically to help out. You know, I think they were struggling at that point on the offensive line a little bit, uh, especially going against a guy like TJ Watt. And, you know, you got to be able to make adjustments. You know, I, I don't know if there was any sabotaging going on, trying to make Baker look bad or anything like that. I think it's just a bad game plan overall going into that game and, and not making adjustments. You know, the, Tim, the tackle's getting weird. Tim, we're looking at the numbers from that game right now. It was, I, I remember the game vividly. He was 16 of 38, 185 yards, threw for two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked nine times. And Tim, I know you watch every play of every Browns game. You had to be yeah. like everybody in Cleveland. We're all standing up in our living rooms, screaming at the screen. Why are they doing this? What's going on? He had no help. He had a rookie tackle who was way over his skis against one of the best Pure pass rushers in but the game. Gee, you really thought they it tried looked, to hurt him on purpose? I'm not saying that I believe. They ain't trying to help him. I'm not listening. I'm not saying that. Sack nine times, won a playoff game. Yeah, but you make <laughs> adjustments within the game. Tim, what were you saying? You you understand slide protection, and you understand that a quarterback can call an audible and swing a tight end over to help. Why was none of that going on? And do you think this this conspiracy theory that it was sabotage? Do you think there's anything to it at all? Do you think it's way out in left field? What are your thoughts? You know, I have a hard time believing that they tried to sabotage him. You know, I think it's just, like I said, I think it was just bad game playing, bad coaching in that game. Um, you know, I think there's always things you can do when you when you can't block a guy. You can keep a tight end in. You can chip him with a running back. But they you didn't. can throw a lot of screws. You can run draws. You can you can do whatever. Change up the snap count a lot. You can you can do whatever to kind of you know keep him from getting off the ball so fast and trying to get a little help on that side. But you know, for whatever reason, they didn't make the necessary adjustments, and Baker you know paid paid the ultimate price for it. Tim, if say that Deshaun Watson does get suspended for four or six games, whatever it is, do you think Baker could should be the one that go back out there, even with all the stuff that he's caused in this offseason? You think that chemistry with those players in that locker room can be fixed for however long Deshaun Watson's out? Good question. I think that's a great question. You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, I think um, you know he's not there in the offseason workouts. Um, you know, like I know the guys respect him. The guys like him in the locker room. He's, he's been a leader for that team for the last few years. So I, I don't know how that would work. I don't know, um, you know, from Baker's standpoint, if I were in that situation, you know, you, I would take it as an opportunity to show other teams what I can do. You know, if I get a chance to start the first whatever it is, four to six games of the year, if Deshaun was suspended, I think I'm going to go out there and, and try and ball out, you know, and try and, try and get someone to give me a, you know, a contract and trade for me or come and get me. So, um, you know, I think he knows, obviously, the writing's on the wall. He's out of Cleveland. But uh, if you get an opportunity to step out on the field, at the end of the day, you're a professional and you got to put, uh, you know, your, your best stuff on tape. And, uh, you know, you don't want to go out there and, you know, say, I don't want to be here and have that type of attitude because I well, think sad. that'll, uh, you know, show but uh, you know, I think he could make it work. You just, you just got to go out and be a professional and try to block out the noise. I, I think the problem, though, Tim, is unlike you, who was a professional, <laughs> even though you were getting crushed with, it, with, a, with an expansion team, Baker hasn't shown that maturity. You know, he, he's shown some maturity on the field, but in terms of his leadership, in terms of his ability to communicate with the media, get the world out there, he's continued to show a lot of immaturity. And so I have and, – and he, he lets, I think, his ego get in the way, which – we all do sometimes, but I think when you look at, at Baker and what he said this offseason, I don't think he could. I don't think he will handle it the way you're saying. Yeah, I think it probably would be smart of him. I just don't buy that he will. Do you? Are you? Do you think he will ultimately? Yeah, yeah. That's that's ultimate ultimate question. I don't know if he will or not. You know, I think you know he has said some things that make you question that. that you know whether he can. You know, put that all that stuff behind him. You know, he feels like he was uh, you know treated badly by the organization. He feels like he was lied to. Um, you know, and I understand a little bit of that because I went through that towards the end of my career there in Cleveland. And, um, you know, so, I, but, you know, I think you just, you just got to try to block it out. You know, I think if he gets an opportunity to get on the field, he's still under contract. He really doesn't have a choice. If, if he wants to make, ask, you know, what would you tell him? I would tell him to go out there and play, man. I would say, listen, man, do you, I know everything's, you, you know, it's whatever's happened has happened. You're upset. Uh, the franchise, you know, you, you felt like you were done wrong by them. But, uh, you know, you got at the end of the day, you're a professional quarterback and uh, it's your job to go out there and play well and win games. And if you get an opportunity to step on the field, you got to take advantage of it no matter the situation.
Tim, you talked about in two, uh, 2020 when Baker Mayfield was really taken off a little bit. Um, even the detractors, I'm not the biggest Baker guy, but in those last eight games, it was undeniable. He was off and rolling. Uh, he was mm -hmm. one of the top three to five quarterbacks when it came to throwing the football to getting his team into the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski was also the coach of the year during that time period. When we look at Kevin Stefanski, are you still as high as on Kevin Stefanski um, as you were in 2020? Because if we talk about Baker, Baker's gone. Odell Beckham Jr. is gone. A lot of those things that were kind of thrown around like, hey, these are the reasons you guys are struggling. Those excuses are gone. It's just now Kevin Stefanski. Uh, and I think this year, it's a lot of pressure on him. Do you think uh, that Kevin Stefanski has the most pressure with Deshaun Watson coming into the season? Absolutely, I do. I, I think that's a great point, uh, you know, because the first year we saw him, as you said, he was coach of the year. He did a great job. Everyone was high on him. So this is our guy. And then last year he took a step back. You know, I think, you know, maybe some of that had to do because his quarterback was so hurt that is he was kind of limited in what he was, you know, calling and what he could call because of Baker's uh, limitations physically. Uh, you know, but, you know, I think this year is a huge year for him. You know, he's got his quarterback that he went out and handpicked. Uh, you know, Baker wasn't his guy. Baker was, you know, guy that was already here when he got here. So he he was able to go out and get Deshaun Watson and say, this is my guy. This is who I'm going to build my system around, build my team around. So a lot of pressure is on him. There's no there's no question about it. They, you know, they paid two hundred thirty million dollars to go get this guy. And, it, uh, you know, it, it obviously better work at the end of the day. Are we concerned that Kevin Stefanski is ultimately too pretty to be a good head coach? I'm worried about it. He's a little too pretty, Tim. Sponsored by Holly. He might be a little bit. Hey, Tim. Bill Belichick's ugly. Let's be honest. Yeah. And as an ugly man, I can say that. He is. He's ugly. Yeah. Vince, the are all ugly. Vince Lombardi wasn't hideous. strong in the look game either. He's hideous. He was one of the greats of he all time. Teeth. Andy Reid. Did he? No, I'm just making it. I was about to say. <laughs> hey, Tim, your background. Andy Reid's a walrus. Yeah. Tim, no Tim, your background game is flexing, man. That's like That's of, all the, of all the Zoom interviews I've seen and done that like talk us through that wall that's like that. that's incredible bro yeah i got uh i got some stuff i got the uh let's see what's back there i got an sec player of the year award nice uh, first team all American award player of the year yeah um i've got an emmy award you see the emmy award right here <laughs> i do see that oh, i do wow. see that yeah, yeah, I did, uh, step the game up fellas <laughs> I, I did the SEC package for Fox for about six years and ended up winning an Emmy Award for that. So, so that was one that I didn't That's for sure. Man, I, I, the guy is so well-rounded. Uh, he he's doing great, by the way. He's, now he's telling people how to make money because he's done so much of it. Now he tells people how to make I money. Like and a lot of people in the Lexington, really not just Lexington, Kentucky and all across the country are using Tim. To, <laughs> hey, do you have any tips for me, bro? The market is, uh, my 401k is a 201k. <laughs> I'll call you after the show. I'll call you after yeah, the show. call me after the show. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tim, we're going to keep you on because we're going to go mailbag. We're going to do that do real it. quick before we uh, take our top of the hour here. Um, we got, okay. We've got a comment here from uh, Mr. Wings 20. Love he wants guy. to know which animal would make the best football player. We'll Ooh. let Tim start, then we'll go yeah. around the table. Who do you have, Tim? Ooh, I think this is easy. Best animal. Uh, I'm going to go with the cheetah. You know, I think the cheetah would be the best animal. You get in the ball out in space, you're not, you're not catching the cheetah. Yeah, he's Eric Metcalf, basically, with, with a lot of with, with prettier, yeah. prettier skin. Who do you have, Adam? A bull. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. He's running smashing people up. Yeah, fullback. Tyvis, who do you got? I was, I was I'd Baker. probably pick a gorilla. Defense, a gorilla? Oh, yeah. Put him on DN, a no, linebacker. No, he can tackle. Hey, who do you got, G-Bush? Hey, man, shout out to Hannibal and the war elephants. You got to build up front. Give me the elephants That's up true. front. The gorilla, yeah, the gorilla Achilles. It's smart, intelligent, and can move people. Here's I what like I love it. about this. We did not talk about this before the show. We've got five different answers. Mine's so easy. I don't know how you guys didn't think of it. It's a giraffe. Are you kidding what? me? All the quarterback has to do is just toss the ball up. And that's that's who's going to catch it with his mouth? Yes, he's going to catch it with his mouth. The gorilla going to get there before all that. No, day. giraffes are sick red fast. Zone threat. But they're they're herbivores. Herbivores. Red zone threat. <laughs> Megatron ain't got fast, nothing bro. on that. Can't they're take fast. a herbivore. I'm giving herbivore. Give me the draft every time. All right. Uh, Cavalette 23. Yeah. I love this one. Will LeBron and Bronny play together in Cleveland? Tim, what do you got? I don't know. There would be a lot would have to happen for that uh, that to take place. I think it would be it would be awesome. I would love to see it. But you know, Bronny's got to first get drafted by the Cavs, and then you know, LeBron would have to decide to come back. But I'd love to see it. I just don't think it, I don't think it's going to be in the cards. So Tim's a no. 
I'm going to say yes. Okay. LeBron's got to come back again. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, he's the Lakers back. are a disaster. He's he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to come play but with all these young guys. But LeBron would be good enough to play in I don't, the NBA. I mean, who knows? It's, too, yeah. it's a lot of pressure on him. I feel bad. I mean, well, I feel bad. He's got to get Yeah, don't feel bad. Yeah. But, like, he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's a young player still in high school. We don't know how good he is. But you know what? If the, if the, if LeBron says, yeah, I'm going to come back to Cleveland. you got to draft my son. The, the, the Cavs are going to do it. We're drafting him no matter how I, I, good or bad he is. I'm a yes on it for Ty that. Tyler, is a yes? I think they definitely. G. Bush, does that happen? No, of course. Shout out to Baller's Life. I watch Bronny's game. Uh, Bryson will be better to him. Before. I agree yeah, with that, well, too. Yeah, but he won't be. But, but LeBron won't be able He's to stick too, around yeah, that right. long. No, but so, well, maybe. Definitely, definitely, they're coming back. <laughs> never say never. We're yeah. yeah. to welcome him back. Uh, so we're a clean sweep on the panel because yeah. I say it's a yes, too. Okay. I, I think no matter how good or bad Bronny is, yeah. LeBron says, I'm coming home. You need to draft my son so we can play some games together. Yeah, they, they can at least do that. It, it yeah. will happen. All right, finally, let's wrap it up with this. Rusty Bucket, sixth. 642. Yeah, Rusty Bucket. You know who this is, Bull? Rusty Bucket? Rusty Bucket. All right. He says, if you could only do one workout for the rest of your life, this question is perfect for Couch, what would it be? Tim, how do we keep our six-pack abs? Man, that's tough. You know, as bad as I hate to say it, it would probably be a leg workout just because you burn the most calories doing lower body. So, if I could only do one, it would be uh, deadlift, squats, stuff like that. That's what you're burn the most. And most guys hate legs shout, more than shout anything. Shout out to you, Tim. Yeah. I, yeah. Did, I squatted today. <laughs> there you morning. go. There you <laughs> go. Well, what's your workout? I did workout this morning. Okay, what's really your workout? I really did with my trainer. I believe it. I was doing a bunch of things, but the reality is, he may have a six pack. I've got a beer bowl. I you mean, got a keg. I got, got a keg. beer bowl, yeah. and and the best workout is going to the fridge. You know. Six is a twelve ounce curls. chicken wing <laughs> curls pizza curls yeah what's it called when you do the curls like this the twelve ounce curls twelve ounce curls when you go when your arm goes like this instead of like this it's just what's a standard called? dumbbell curl. hammer curl that's the hammer okay. how do you guys here's the thing you guys though are good athletes. I did not know that the question was for <laughs> the rest of your life if that's your workout you're like die. the NFL right. not for long hammer curl all right what do you got I'm doing some type of abs because when it gets hot outside I have to be able to take my shirt off and oh uh, uh, yeah you know yeah I know I'm with you I'm with you those are the money <laughs> that muscles. shirt shoes those are the money muscles. Do how, how do you listen I'm getting my cardiovascular up with my wife I don't know what y'all doing that's, <laughs> the, that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's what I'm doing yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim, cardiovascular game Tim. I gotta get the heart work that's a great yeah. answer yeah. Yeah. No, hey, <laughs> Tim he went there yeah, he did. I like it. Part of it, man. Part all right, um, I'm doing chest, chest and arms all day long. Those are the money <laughs> muscles. Yeah, I mean, if those are in shape, people can be fooled if your legs aren't exactly what they should be, but your arms and chest are ripped and, and solid. They'll be like, wow, you work out. But I've never seen anybody that just does legs. Tim, have you seen better calves around. than this? Have you seen better calves than this? Oh, don't do it. Come on, look at that. <laughs> look at those. Damn, it's impressive, wow. actually. <laughs> don't gas him up, Tim. Do not gas him up. Tim, trust me, it looked a whole lot better on screen than it did in, 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 in Boy, studio. Never grab your knees like that again. Come on now. Hey, Tim, we, we got a jet, but um, I want to end it uh, this well, way. And I'm going to tell you guys this. Tim's got so many great stories, but I think one of the best things he ever, two things that he told me that stand out. During your entire time with the Browns, how many Pro Bowl teammates did you have? Uh, just one, Jameer Miller, a Can defensive that player. Guy? That was the only Pro Bowl wow. I ever played with. None, none one, on offense. N- and none on offense. That right. is, that's astounding. I think Tim's, the only thing that was wrong with Tim's career was when it happened timing, and where yeah. it happened. I, I, I hated it for that. And also, tell the guys the stat when ESPN ranked the greatest high school athletes of all time. You came in at number six. No, Num- number guys, six. Guys, I'm not yeah. kidding you. I got to pull some tape. He, he <laughs> can ball out on the court. He, and, and obviously, yeah, I was averaging I think, almost. Uh, I was averaging almost 40 points a game in high school. I averaged 38 oh points a game my junior God. year. Why did you play and, football instead? Um, well, it worked out uh, okay. You know, I think it just kind of. I, I went to Kentucky to play both sports. I went to play football and basketball there, Ooh. and then when I got there, man. It was just, it's so hard to try and, you know, stay eligible, first of all, while you play both sports. Yeah. And then kind of football just kind of, you know, I, I went over and practiced with the basketball team, actually, and they had Antoine Walker, Ron Mercer, Derek that was Anderson. Patino's team, right? Uh, Ooh, yeah, it was that. Patino's team in 96. And I was like, man, there was like 10 guys went to the league off that team. I was like, I better probably go up here and play some football because <laughs> if, if half and half, I'm not going to be able to walk on the so court and play imagine, with these dudes. Imagine, if they were guys, full time. He, 
He shared the basketball court with those players, and then he came to Cleveland and looked around the locker room and said, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Tim, what I love most about you is you never Thanks, used Tim. that as an excuse. You always um, honored your teammates. Unlike you Baker, did, you never he didn't make excuses. I-, I wish we could take your maturity and put it in Baker's body. We'd have an all-pro quarterback every year. Tim, you know we love you. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to be calling Thanks, on you Tim. on a regular Peace, basis. Man. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We will see you soon, my friend. Take care. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoyed it. See there you next week. There it is. Uh, Tim Couch, all pro person, all pro talent. He was just uh, just an amazing, amazing guy, and I'm glad to call him my friend. We're taking a break. When we come back, Bernie Kosar, I'm told, is in the building. So from Bernie. one great to another, Bernie's going to join the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, what the commissioner will do, what the commissioner should do. If we get time, we're going to talk about a ridiculous trade <laughs> involving the Cavs and the Spurs <laughs> by Bleacher Report. And for the record, <laughs> Bull thinks it's great. I think it's trash. We're coming right back. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Stay with us. <laughs> 